2: Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. Today we are talking Mets baseball. and We bring in Anthony DiComo of MLB.com, our Mets reporter. Oh man, Anthony, the biggest question on Mets fans' minds, the one that they keep tweeting me about, they stop me in the street because they want to know, are the Mets going to bring Big Sexy back to Queens? Could we see <laughs> the return of Bartolo Colon in a Mets uniform?
0: Yeah, look, it, it, it's possible. Um, th- this strikes me much more as a... Almost wishful thinking on Cologne's part, um, because let's face it—he's he, in his mid-40s now. He's coming off a season in which he he accomplished uh, very little and and didn't prove that he was an effective big league pitcher. So while the Mets are, are indeed uh, quite interested still in bringing back some starting pitching depth, um, and and while everyone around Flushing I know still has warm fuzzy feelings for Bartolo, uh, is it the best fit? Probably not. So. Um, You know, maybe if Cologne is willing to come to camp on on virtually no guarantees of money, of playing time, of anything like that on a minor league deal, uh, it could potentially happen. Um, You know, let's not underestimate what he can do for some of the uh, younger guys in the Bulls. And the Mets have a lot of young uh, relief arms there who are trying to make the team and trying to make names for themselves. So that's all well and good. Um, But as far as him being a guy who the Mets are going to go out and and target and really pursue here late in the offseason. I I just don't see it. Um, There are some other names that maybe make a little more sense. And and frankly, all told, it's the most likely scenario is still that the Mets just go to camp with the starting pitching depth that they already have in place. So I I, I totally get the interest. I totally get um, why people want this to happen. But my advice would be just don't hold your breath.
2: All right, let's talk about another Mets pitching legend. Uh, Johan Santana, two-time Cy Young Award winner, obviously had some injuries in his career, which is why he uh, didn't achieve everything that he would have liked. But he talked about how he would potentially like to make a return. What's the likelihood that that happens?
0: I would say that's significantly less likely than uh, Bartolo Colon rejoining the Mets. I, look, Johan Santana was one of the greatest pitchers of this generation, um, I think, just like I talked about warm, fuzzy feelings with Portola Cologne, uh, certainly what he did that night in 2012, going out and throwing him no-hitter, the first no-hitter in franchise history. I think everyone will, will always remember that. But you got to face realities. This guy's had so many shoulder problems, so many shoulder surgeries. Uh, he hasn't pitched in the league in half a decade now. So it, it's, it's really hard to envision him being able to make it back. And, and good for him for, for going through this, for continuing to try Um, You know, it it just shows, I think, how much he wants to and how much you know he probably still believes he can come back and pitch. But as far as him coming back and being an effective pitcher in the big leagues ever again, I I just don't see it. But, you know, let him go out there, let him try. And and he surprised us before. He could very well surprise us again.
2: Speaking of injuries, you wrote an excellent piece where David Wright opened up to you about his injuries and his future in baseball. When you were talking to him, when you met with him, and, and when you sat down and, uh, you know, got the full story, what stood out to you the most? I
0: think just, you know, he was, he was very frank and very open. And I think what, what stood out was really throughout this process, he has been kind of the optimist. And not that he wasn't, wasn't still saying, yeah, I, I, I want to make it back. But the tone changed a little bit this week. The tone became, I really don't know. The tone became, you know, there's a chance this doesn't happen. And th- this is really the first time I had heard this stuff from him. So, you know, the thing about professional athletes is, is they're all wired a certain way, and that is they all think that they can they can do it. You have to. You have to, you know, have more faith in yourself than maybe anyone else will. So when all of a sudden you're starting to doubt yourself and your own ability to do that, and I think it's human nature, anyone would after Uh, You know, he hasn't played in the major leagues in a year and a half now. Uh, He's played 75 games combined in the last three years. Uh, He has had so much trouble just getting the back into shape, the shoulder, neck surgery, all of this stuff combined. I don't think he ever realized how difficult this would be. I don't think anyone realized how difficult this would be. So for him to acknowledge kind of for the first time that, you know, maybe this won't happen and maybe this is the end. And maybe what I accomplished, you know, all those years ago, is going to be the sum of what I do in the big leagues. To me, that was really kind of self-aware of him, and um, I think it made a lot of people who read the piece a little a little sad, knowing that, you know, yeah, it very well could be. And the thing about David, more than any other player I've covered, I've covered I would say, is that he really doesn't have critics on a personal level. Everyone in the Mets organization wants this guy to come back and succeed. Fans want this guy to come back and succeed. He, he is really looked upon as one of the good guys in the sport, one of the good guys in the game. Um, so it, it's, it's definitely a tough spot for him and, and a tough spot for everyone around the organization to be in. But yeah, I think uh, that's what stood out to me most. It's just that realization that maybe this isn't going to happen.
2: Do you think we'll see David Wright in a major league game again?
0: You know, like I said, it's been a year and a half. I would say this. Uh, will we ever see him come back and be an everyday contributor? Uh, and I'm not even talking about what he did in his prime, even what he did post-prime when he was still playing. Um, will he ever come back and do what he did, for example, in 2015 down the stretch, playing you know, more often than not, uh, producing when he did play? Uh, will we ever see that again? Probably not. Will he make it back to the field for a little bit? for a little cameo, uh, which I think would be a really nice thing for him to go and come out at Citi Field and and see the fans and receive that kind of ovation, almost a a send-off. I wouldn't be surprised if he can make it back to the field in some form or fashion. But, again, only he knows what he's going through in terms of what he feels on a daily basis. You're talking about now we're a couple weeks away from spring training and he hasn't been able to get out there and throw a ball or swing a bat or do any of those things. That you need to do. Um, it certainly wouldn't surprise me if he never comes back, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt right now and say, yeah, there's, there's a chance we see him in a uniform still.
2: Well, you mentioned his character and the fact that he was a leader in the clubhouse. I remember just watching him kind of in awe and the way he carries himself in the clubhouse. I mean, guys who were older than him, guys who were younger than him, it didn't matter. They all looked up to David Wright, and he was such a fantastic role model. Do you think we could see him in a coach's role or in a front office role potentially?
0: I would say not right away. Um, and I don't think he'll ever really have the desire to coach or manage it and do that thing in in uniform where he's traveling around. He's with the team on a daily basis like that. I, I just don't think it's in his DNA. I don't think, you know, he, he has such a, an outlook on life that I think a lot of players don't, and that baseball is one part of it. And don't read that the wrong way because it's a huge part of it, and, and he wants more than anything to to contribute and to win a World Series and to be a part of of all of this, but when his playing career is over, I don't think he, he necessarily needs it. I don't think he's the type of guy who needs to be around the game to, to feel fulfillment in his life. Um, as far as maybe like a front office role or as, uh, anything along those lines, an advisory type of thing, yeah, I don't think he's going away. I think he'll be around the team in some capacity, whether that's once a year or, or on a regular basis, but I, you know, I, I get so many tweets and emails from people on a regular basis saying he should, you know, he should become a coach, he should, he should, you know, before the Mets hired Mickey Calloway, he should become the next manager and and things like that. And I just really don't think that's what he's after, but he's not going to disappear. He's not going to go anywhere. I think throughout his retirement, you know, David Wright will be back and and he'll be a part of things, he'll be a part of reunions, and he'll be a part of the team, even if he's not uh, necessarily contributing on the field or in the front office or anything like that.
2: Another member of the Mets organization that we haven't really heard from recently, but who decided to break his silence, as you put it, was Jeff Wilpon. And he said, I understand the fan base's frustration. Why now? Why decide to speak on this? Why not just, you know, never say anything and and let the team be?
0: Yeah, I was surprised, too. Um, I think all of us who were were covering that event were were surprised that it came out. Um, It almost seemed random, the timing. But then if you look at it, you know, there's been a groundswell. There's been a crescendo of of criticism and you know, the Mets haven't been among the top payrolls in the league, despite playing in in New York city and, and being a quote unquote big market team. So, um, I I think it just reached a point where the Mets felt like they had to respond and he probably personally felt like he had to respond. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily change anything to the contrary. I think it, it only underscores that, you know, this is their business philosophy and it's not going to change. Um, but I do think fans appreciate hearing from the owner, hearing from the people who make decisions like that. So, um, yeah, I think – I don't know if this is going to be a regular thing, but it had been three and a half years since he last talked about the payroll. So maybe it becomes more of a regular thing. Maybe we start to hear from Jeff Wilton a little bit more so that it doesn't become this just building and building and building and, and, and people criticizing and all of that. So, again, I was surprised. Um, but I do think it was a necessary thing for him to do. I think it's necessary for any owner to be accountable to their fans, and, um, you know, I'd like to see it continue going forward.
2: All right, last thing before we let you go, Anthony, we're going to hear uh, some names being called tonight at the Hall of Fame announcement. One of those names we're expecting uh, who will be inducted will be Chipper Jones, the Mets killer. How much <laughs> do you think Mets fans appreciate what he did during his career, even though they were doing it to their team?
0: Yeah, I, I think I think fans should, certainly. I think there's a segment of any fan base that's that's going to have a maybe hatred is a strong word, but you know, really not not enjoy that. But I, I, I like to think the majority of fans can take a step back and recognize greatness when you see it. And he really was one of the one of the best players of all time, certainly one of the best third basemen of all time and and, you know, a big part of that Mets Braves rivalry in the in the late nineties into the early two thousands. Um, such a great player, really was a monster at Chase Stadium over the years and uh you know, I think the baseball fan within Mets fans should be able to appreciate that. He's, he's a surefire Hall of Famer and uh, sure looks like he's getting in on the first ballot. So good for him. Congratulations to him. And uh, maybe you can look past that net uh, killer persona for just uh, a little bit here.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just at least to be able to, to be happy for him for, for one night. Alright, Anthony, that's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extra's Mets Edition. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, so make sure you stay tuned. Anthony, thank you so much. Really appreciate it.
0: You got it.